Indiana men's soccer team got back on track on Tuesday with an important victory over Ohio State, an important conference victory that we will recap as well as looking uh, ahead a little bit more to the Michigan State football game on Saturday by heaping lots of praise onto IU's defense that certainly deserves it this season. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, October 13th. This is Locked On Hoosiers. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude, bringing you the latest in IU Athletics news. For the astute viewer, you will notice that uh, I'm wearing the same shirt I did for Tuesday's episode. We recorded Tuesdays, Tuesday morning, Wednesdays is, or today's episode is this evening, but uh, I wanted to come to you guys after this uh, IU men's soccer game uh, because it was an important victory that we're going to recap today. But first, thanks for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day, guys. We really appreciate it. You can find us wherever you guys listen to podcasts. We're free and available everywhere, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Let's jump into it with this men's soccer game because it was an important one at this point, considering how much the Hoosiers have struggled in conference play. Every game is a must win if they want to look for a fourth consecutive regular season title. So they head into the game on Tuesday night, which was on the Big Ten Network, against a, an Ohio State team that was winless in the Big Ten. So a matchup for the taking, and that's exactly what the Hoosiers did. They come away with a 3-0 victory, uh, a goal in the first half, two in the second half, a convincing victory, but still not a thorough one, but certainly one that the Hoosiers can build on. Uh, heading into a series of big games. Let's break it down for you how the Hoosiers were able to come away victorious. Early on, they were the ones creating the more dangerous opportunities, whether it be on set pieces, free kicks, couple shots, uh, here and there just wide. Ohio State was dangerous throughout. Uh, Actually, the two sides finished level on shots and shots on goal. Uh, big shout out to Roman Celentano, who made four saves on the night to keep the clean sheet. Both sides had 12 shots. Both sides had four on target. Hoosiers made the most of them when they came, though. First goal of the game was the best goal of the game. Absolutely gorgeous goal. Uh, Tommy Mahalik takes it on the left side of the box after a nice little run from Herbert Endley. He's on the right side, cuts across into the middle, uh, lays it off to Mahalik, who overlapping run. Uh, Comes around behind him, draws the defender away. He takes one touch and fires an absolute beauty from outside the box into the far corner. In the 18th minute, puts the Hoosiers up 1-0. A big goal at a big time to put the Hoosiers ahead early, kind of give them some confidence from what they were doing early on that it was going to work. Uh, And they stayed aggressive throughout that first half. Uh, they, Samuel Sarver, the other freshman that has played a huge role in this team, along with Mahalik, had some really dangerous runs throughout the first half, drew a yellow card, 
uh, early in the, uh, well, I shouldn't say early, about midway through the first half on Dalen Velios. And then uh, it was Sarver that had the most decisive moment or was involved in the most decisive moment of the game. Final seconds of the half uh, in college soccer, unlike in the pros, the clock ticks down. When it hits zero, that's it. Half is over. And so a lot of times you'll find is in the final seconds, teams just kind of played out. Hoosiers had the ball in their own defending third. With about 10 seconds left. Sarver makes a run in towards on towards goal. I believe it was Victor Bezerra made a, a great pass. Sarver is in behind the defense in the final seconds. He probably wasn't going to get a good shot off. Ultimately, it didn't matter because Owen Sullivan, Ohio State defender, pulls him down from behind when he's through on goal. A red card with three seconds left in the half. Uh, the Hoosiers don't do anything with the free kick, but that wasn't the important thing. Uh, it took Ohio State down to 10 men for the entire second half. Though, again, they were still impressive at times. There were some dangerous moments. I thought IU got away with one a little bit. The Ohio State had the ball in the back of the net, but it came after a Celentano uh, spill. He drops the ball off a free kick. Uh, the ref ruled that uh, Celentano was fouled. Go, uh, one of the Ohio State players went up to challenge uh, Celentano when he catches it. Didn't look like he caught him. Celentano drops the ball. Ohio State pounces on it, puts it in the back of the net. I use a little bit bailed out right there. Uh, and that was the wake-up call that they needed because almost immediately they go down and Gumbale, an absolutely beautiful curling effort. Uh, any other night, it would be your goal of the game. A little bit of a counterattack. He has a ball in the center of the field. And as the defenders are kind of waiting for what pass he's going to make, he has runners on either side of him. He takes it himself, curls it in for his first goal of the season. Beautiful effort, puts the Hoosiers up 2-0, gives them the insurance goal that they needed, really settled things down, uh, and kept Ohio State a little bit more at bay, gave the Hoosiers some room. And then the Indiana finishes it off in the 85th minute. Nice little play by Lawson Redman, who has the ball on the left side of the field, again on a, on a little counterattack and plays a nice little pass all the way to the back post through the box. And uh, Brett Beebe finishes it off. He had an excellent game at right back, finishes it off to secure all the, or I would say all three points, but that's not how it works in college soccer. Uh, secure the victory, I should say. A big win for the Hoosiers, as we said. Their first home Big Ten win of the season, which is a wild statement to make considering the expectations they had coming into the season. We've talked about what's kind of gone wrong there, but the defense is able to keep a clean sheet. They've now scored 13 unanswered goals with the one nothing win on Omaha, the 9 nothing win on Trine, paired with this 3 nothing win. Uh, a, we hoped that that Trine game would serve as a little bit of a get-right game. The Hoosiers certainly seem to have gotten right, but... Now is the test. Now is when they're really going to find out uh, how good this Hoosier team is because their remaining three games are the three or th remaining three Big Ten games, I should say, are the three teams ahead of them in the standings, starting with Penn State on Sunday. Penn State is unbeaten in the conference 4-0 and 8-3-1 overall. 
the only team to not lose or draw a game this season in conference. So big game for the Hoosiers on Sunday. Uh, They have a couple non-conference games sprinkled in between, but then they will have Wisconsin, who is second in the conference, and then Maryland, who we have talked about, is uh, third currently, but have played one more game. They did lose, though. Uh, Maryland did lose. That was who many assumed would be one of the big challenges for the Hoosiers. Lost to Wisconsin. Uh, So Maryland's 3-1-1, Wisconsin's 3-0-1. Penn State's 4-0, and Indiana is 3-2. So they're going to need some more help regardless, but the Hoosiers can certainly get things right heading into the tournament still over these next about two and a half weeks. Uh, Some really big tests for them. Uh, Hopefully they have turned the page, and hopefully this is the Hoosier team we will see moving forward. You have a chance to watch the girls' team now tonight. As you're listening to this on Wednesday, they will be on ESPNU. Uh, certainly tune into them. They are having a strong season of their own as they take on Penn State at Penn State. Uh, that will be on ESPNU at 7 o'clock. Uh, now that we've covered the football, let's cover football and the uh, IU defense that has made a ton of plays this season uh, has really been reliable, just like how Price Picks has been reliable for us this season. Uh, We've talked about it a lot. Daily Fantasy Sports made easy and the leader in college daily fantasy sports. They have more props than you guys could ever imagine, whether it's passing yards, rushing yards, receptions, interceptions, anything you could possibly imagine these guys have. It's very simple. You just pick two or three different props, all the way up to five, actually. Take the over or under, and you can win up to 10 times your amount. if you make a deposit today, use promo code locked on, you'll get a 100% instant match up to $100. They're giving you free money. Uh, it's super easy, super fun. We talk about them every week. Uh, we try to give you some bets to watch, and you can certainly take a look at them uh, for Saturday's game for IU against Michigan State. Uh, don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code locked on or download their app in the App Store or uh, wherever you guys, Google Play Store, whatever it is. Price Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. So the IU defense, we've been kind of putting off talking about them. Uh, they have been spectacular this season. And so I figured we could use the final two segments today to talk about them heading into this Uh, Michigan State game, see what defensive coordinator Charlton Warren has said, and then just talk about their performance this season. And I've said this a couple times. There's been a lot of talk about Nick Sheridan as the offensive coordinator, largely because what he hasn't been able to do. Charlton Warren is the first-year coordinator on this staff, and this team has not missed a beat. And again, I know a lot of it is Tom Allen's defense. This is Tom Allen's system. But for a new coordinator to come in and not miss a beat like this, that's really impressive. So I, I again, want to give him some praise. He spoke to the media on Monday. There's no update on the three injured players that Hoosiers had in the Penn State game. Taiwan Mullen didn't play. Reese Taylor and Raheem Lane got injured during the game. Last we heard from Tom Allen, all three of those guys were expected to be back for this Michigan State game. Hopefully that is still the case. 
but Charlton Warren did not have an update. And as we talked about yesterday with the offense and Michael Penix's status, don't expect any sort of update until Saturday, about 30 seconds before kickoff. We'll find out if these guys are available. Uh, you can also typically follow along to IU's beat writers as they will tweet out whether they see guys warming up or not. A couple talking points Charlton Warren had in his press conference. There was a discussion about whether he, uh, about forcing turnovers, whether the Hoosiers haven't been able to do it as much this season, and whether he is him and his defense are kind of pushing the issue to try to force turnovers. And uh, he said that they want to still force the issue, basically. The question was phrased more in how do you not force the issue and get players kind of playing outside of themselves to try to get turnovers. And he kind of pushed back with a different kind of answer and said that they do want to force the issue. They just want to do it within their scheme and their approach, which I thought was an interesting answer. This defense has always been one that tries to get takeaways. Up to this season, it's been something the defense has always succeeded in. Uh, may, Coach Allen talked about it being cyclical getting those takeaways. So hopefully that dam will kind of break and the Hoosier defense will be able to get some more of these takeaways after this bye week. Talked about Kenneth Walker, Michigan State's running back, what makes him so dangerous. Uh, he talked about him having tremendous patience and vision. Uh, Kenneth Walker is somebody we're absolutely going to discuss when we discuss Michigan State later this week. Uh, but he talked about his ability to wait for his O-line to open up a hole and then he'll explode right through it has the speed to beat guys around the outside, has the power to run over guys. said once he makes a cut, he's explosive and he's gone most of the time. So it'll certainly be a challenge to stop him. Now, uh, he did discuss how he has enjoyed how good his run defense has been largely this season and that their focus is to not give up the chunk plays. Um, he said that they've done a good job of not giving up those big runs throughout the season. Now, if you were like me, the first thing I thought of was the Iowa touchdown and to start the season, that big run around the right side where uh, Warren said that the defense didn't get lined up right and they basically had nobody on the edge. And then that Penn State run uh, last week where the Hoosiers had them pinned at their own goal line and there's a big, I believe, about 40, 45-yard run that gets Penn State some breathing room and suddenly flips the field just like that. But the fact that you can think of both of the times it's happened kind of proves Charlton Warren's point. I should call him Coach Warren. Warren Warren just sounds weird, but uh, that kind of proves his point that we can think of both the instances that it's happened through five games means that the Hoosiers have done a pretty good job of it. He said also when answering a question about how the defense kind of approaches uh with the struggling offense, whether they think about needing to get the ball back, he said that they don't worry about any other phase of the game, that they're worried about how good or about executing. They don't worry about how good or bad the offense is doing. His exact quote was, quote, we, we got to get the ball back and give it to our offense more so that they can be effective. We just have to play great defense regardless. I think that's the right way to look at things uh, that, if you worry about how the offense is doing or not doing or how good or bad they're playing, uh, you're not focusing on yourself. And I think the defense has done a good job of that this season. Uh, this defense has been consistent regardless 
uh, of whether the offense is playing well or not, except for that was, uh, Western Kentucky game. Uh, Western Kentucky is just a team that's going to give people problems. They scored 31 points on this Michigan State team. About half of those came basically in garbage time, but Bailey Zappi, who we are obviously familiar with, threw for 500 yards that game. So this is certainly – that was a team that's just always going to give uh, other teams problems. But aside from that game, this defense has played well uh, no matter how poorly the offense has been doing. So uh, certainly have been able to block that out. That All that was about leading up to this Michigan State game and about how good they've been doing. I want to highlight how good they've been doing and why they've been doing good and just give them props, honestly, because this is a unit that we we talk about how good they're doing, but then a lot of the conversation shifts to, well, the offense, but the offense. We spent multiple pods last week talking about the offense. We spent Tuesday's podcast or Monday's podcast, excuse me, talking about the offense. We honestly did it both podcasts. We That's what we focused on a lot in the last week and a half is the offense, how you fix it, how Michael Penix's injury impacts that, uh, how Jack Tuttle changes things. So if you want to hear about the offense, we certainly have done that. I want to talk about the defense today. We're going to do that here in just a second. Built Bar, though, right now has a limited time flavor that you guys need to hear about. Cookie Dough Chunk. If you're like me, Cookie Dough is a weak spot for me. I absolutely love Cookie Dough ice cream, Cookie Dough anything, especially Cookie Dough uh, Built Bars. Sorry, mind blank there. Cookie Dough Built Bars. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, whether it's coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, anything you guys could want. Everybody has their favorite play, fit flavor that have tried it. Uh, if you ha- if you haven't tried them, get their mixed box today. Uh, you'll get two of each flavor, and you can pick out your favorite flavor. But they're not only tasty, they're healthy. You're talking 17 to 18 grams of protein, low in calories, uh, low in sugars, high in net carbs. Uh, these are great tasting bars. They're delicious and they're healthy, most importantly. There's no reason today not to head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. So I think the main thing that's kind of separated this IU defense from its offense is uh, how they've been able to meet expectations. We've spent a lot of time talking about how IU's offense has been disappointing. The team overall has been disappointing. Even with the schedule we've talked about, uh, this team had the way they've lost has been frustrating. And the way they've lost a lot of times, well, honestly, every loss they've had, the offense has not met, been up to par. Uh, the Iowa game, they looked, was by far their worst game of the year. The Cincinnati game, they left too many points in the red zone early on, and that came back to bite them. The Penn State game uh, was absolutely atrocious offensively that they go through multiple injuries. Uh, honestly, Iowa or Penn State game is you could make your pick on which was the, the worst offensive performance. That's not been the case with the defense in any of those games. They've been the only group to meet expectations as a whole. Uh, I guess maybe special teams, but mainly in just Chuck Campbell. He's been excellent this season. But 
as a whole, this defensive unit has been terrific, and they've they've had the their talented players, their leaders, step up. When it comes to the offense, obviously Michael Penix has struggled. Ty Freifogel has struggled. That hasn't been the case when it comes to the defense. Micah McFadden and Taiwan Mullen were the two big names coming into the season. Micah McFadden has been probably the best player on this team this season. Taiwan Mullen has been equally important, equally huge. Uh, his loss was felt last week, even if the Hoosiers still played incredibly well. Taiwan Mullen has been terrific this season. The The thing that kind of separates him apart has been the positive surprises and developments elsewhere. On the offense, the only real positive surprise I would say would be Hendershot. Maybe you consider that a surprise, though it's more of a return to form. Stephen Carr has been as advertised. I would say DJ Matthews was the surprise because we just didn't know what we were going to get with him. Everybody else has been largely a disappointment or, as we said, just kind of a return to form. With this defense, you have guys like Ryder Anderson. Nobody expected this from. Uh, Weston Kramer has been great. Nobody expected that. Raheem Lane made the transition from cornerback to safety, and he has been terrific. He's one of the team's leading tacklers. And then a guy like Cam Jones in the middle. I know he has played well, maybe underrated at times, but I thought I think he has stepped up and been really impressive this season as well. So it's a lot of guys being consistent around him. Your Marcelino McCurry balls, your Reese Taylors, your guys like that. Uh, Jalen Williams, though, even if he struggled at times, he's largely been consistent. Uh, your guys like that have been what you expect. You get your star players to perform at a star level, get a couple surprises, and that's how you get a, an elite defensive unit. And that's what this is. This is an elite unit. Statistically, I don't know that they're ever going to match up with that just because they're on the field so much. They get put in some tough positions. But this is this is a, a really, really, really good defense. And it's a defense that's kept them in the game multiple times when IU had no business being in the game based on how their offense is playing. That Iowa game, they give up a touchdown early on, and that was basically it. The only other times they gave up scores were um, on field goals uh, or when IU's offense gave them a short field. Uh, the, the IU offense in that game did not help even a little bit. They were literally giving away points that, that game Cincinnati game. We mentioned up until the point when McFadden got ejected, which is always going to be a turning point. It's always going to be something we talked about. I would contend that if McFadden doesn't get ejected, the Hoosiers win that game because they were thoroughly dominating that game up until the very instance uh, Micah McFadden gets ejected and that everything kind of combusted, imploded, probably a better word, with that defense. They were terrific during that game. And even after it, they've made just enough plays to allow IU's offense the chance that they fumbled figuratively and literally away. The Penn State game's the same. 24 to nothing doesn't look great. Considering how lifeless IU's offense was, uh, the fact that it was ever that close and remained a, a couple possession game for most of the night is a testament to the defense, a severely undermanned defense on that night. No Mullen, Reese Taylor got hurt, Raheem Lane got hurt, 
Uh, I believe Jalen Williams, he was returning from a concussion. So a unit that was severely undermanned stepped up still. All three times the defense kept the game close when the offense wasn't able to meet the mark. Uh, And that's been what's made them so special is just how that over and over and over again, they answer the bell. When their offense puts them in a horrible spot, they answer the bell. When their offense badly needs them to help them out, they answer the bell. That's what makes a truly special defense. Honestly, I think there's a pretty good argument to be made that it's Tom Allen's best defense. Again, statistics may not say so at the end of the year, but I it's, it's the most talented defense he's had. He has two All-Americans on this defense. Uh, I certainly think Micah McFadden will be one at the end of the season. Tywan Mullen, we'll see. Uh, he has been really, really good. All-American level is a whole other level, though. But we'll see uh, once he gets back on the field if he's able to keep up that level. But you have multiple All-Americans and multiple. There's going to be a lot of all Big Ten players on this team, Big Ten first-team guys on this unit. I would say there's a really good case that this is the, the best unit Tom Allen has, has had. And if IU is going to have a chance in these next three of these next four games, these three top 10 games coming up, they're going to need the defense again. I know it's almost unfair to keep asking them to do it, but that's what uh, is going to keep them in the game. That's what this team's built on. That's what a Tom Allen team is always going to be built on. Jack Tuttle, I think, has the capability, but right now he's going to have to work through some things. And fortunately, he's going to be able to do it at home on Saturday, but uh, they're going to need that defense. And I'm really excited because it's going to be homecoming. We've seen how loud Memorial Stadium will get. We've seen how the defense has uh, played in front of a loud Memorial Stadium crowd uh, when at 100%. I'm excited for what they will be able to hopefully do on Saturday. I'm excited for what they're going to be able to do throughout the rest of the season because if IU is going to make a bowl game, uh, this defense, everybody deserves a steak dinner because they've been terrific and they'll be the reason why the Hoosiers uh, will have made it that far. We're going to have, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, special guest for the last two episodes this week. We're going to have Locked on Spartans host Matt come in, talk to us uh, about that Michigan State team. And then Jared will hopefully be able to join us for the other episode as we uh, kind of preview Michigan State, do the the normal Friday show where we look at matchups to watch and things of that nature. Appreciate, as always, you guys making us the first listen of the day. Head on over to the Locked on Spartans podcast that I mentioned with Matt to hear about their side of the story. I believe he just did uh, a a a mid-season awards show to give you an idea of who is uh, kind of the standout players for Michigan State. As always, if you leave a review, uh, I will read it on air. Appreciate you guys. I want this to be a conversation with some feedback, with some questions. So please, please, please head over there. Just leave a quick five-star rating. It really helps us out. If you want to ask a question, just leave a review. It doesn't have to be football-related. Ask about basketball, ask about soccer, ask about baseball, whatever it is, we will answer it. As always, I want you guys to have a great Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more Michigan State. Until then, LEO.